2: Welcome to I've Heard That, the podcast from Heard App Marketing that discusses digital marketing trends, tips, and more. Welcome back. Um, We have a lot to cover today. I'm so excited to talk about this. I have Ross back and Aaron back. So welcome.
0: Nice to be back. It's good to be back. Yep.
2: Awesome. So the mobile index, um, mobile first index rolled out March, 2021. Um, Take me back. What does that mean? How do we get there?
0: Well, just to give you a little history lesson, um, it was way back in um, 2015, maybe 2016, that Google first introduced the idea that they were going to bring in a mobile index. Um, at that point, it was way off in the future and you didn't have to care about it. Um, but in hindsight, people should have really taken a lot more notice of it um, because I think as, as soon after uh, as like 2017, sites started to be moved from... The desktop-focused index to the mobile index. So what that means is basically Google has two different crawlers. That it has a desktop crawler and a mobile crawler, and the mobile crawler looks at your website um, through like a mobile viewer. So it'll assess your website in just as if you were looking at a, a mobile phone. Um, so if your website wasn't mobile-friendly, then it would not get a very good. Um, score from the 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 mobile crawler um so google was really pushing people way back when um to actually make sure that you had a a dedicated mobile presence whether that be um a responsive site or like an m. website something that was representative um, of um a mobile experience um And then, as I say, in in 2017, 2018, that's when Google really started to move websites across, and people were getting notifications in Google Search Console that they had been moved over to the mobile indexing. Um, And it's been quite a a long process. As I say, 2016, 2017, we were told about it. 2017, 2018, people started to be moved over. Um, And then late 2019, early 2020, Google said, okay, here's your hard and fast date. March 2021, we're moving the entire web to mobile presence, the mobile index. So even then they gave p- people plenty of time, plenty of notice to actually do something about this, but um, a lot of people haven't. So I mean, <laughs>
2: mobile search surpassed desktop like five, ages ago. Five, six, seven <laughs>
0: years ago, yeah. So, so if
2: you we weren't optimized, like you've already been missing the eight ball.
0: Exactly, yes.
2: Yeah. Um, so what do you consider? Um, like I know there's a good way and a bad way kind of best practice uh, to how do you how do you adjust to be prepared for the mobile first index?
1: Yeah, I can definitely speak to the experience part of it a little bit. And maybe Ross, you can expand on like the exact components mm-hmm. that Google's looking for, for mobile friendliness, but definitely on the experience side, um, a mobile friendly site or mobile ready site, you really got to be thinking about that experience. And and we all know people are looking at things and like need digestible content, like a lot of structure. But mobile has made that even more important, Um, especially as you scroll down a page. You really have to think about the order that things are are showing up to people, how easy you're making it for them to um, access that information. Even just the way the page loads, it's so much different. There's so much less on the screen. So you have to think about, okay, what's that hero area? What's the image that shows up there? What content am I bringing into that area? Do I have something actionable um, for that person to do within that? Or am I going to make them work down the page to do that? So um, there's a lot that goes into it. And definitely now we're thinking mobile first designs that we adjust to desktop instead of the other way around. Because as you said, the the search volume and just mobile use in general has surpassed desktop. Um a while ago, and even thinking about, obviously, social traffic is even more skewed towards mobile, mm-hmm. so if, if the site's not providing that experience, it's just a real missed opportunity.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know we've talked about customer journey um, before and customer experience um, on site, and I feel like a lot of mobile experiences were just like a really stripped-down, watered-down version of a desktop to the point where you couldn't even convert or do like half of what you wanted to do on a mobile um, experience so
0: absolutely um,
2: times have definitely shifted and I guess that goes back to our conversation of like if that's where your customer wants to do business and that's what they're there to do then like help guide them along that way don't make them go home and go to the desktop to finish
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's the valid point you, you make there is is people did adopt mobile versions of their website c- kind of early on but they tended to be a stripped down version of the desktop site um, so they may have been kind of mobile ready, but they weren't mobile friendly. It wasn't that the experience that they were providing satisfied the need of five, six, seven, eight years ago where people had um, mobile phones and they had a slower connection. So you had to strip things down so that you didn't like, it didn't take forever for the page to load. Now we live in the the broadband era and we have like 5G, things are instant. Mm -hmm. So that's, one of the main reasons that Google has moved to the mobile index um, because we have, I say, we, most people have access now to a fast um, internet connection. So having a, a full experience website on your mobile phone is not the exception anymore. It's, it's kind of the norm. So having that stripped-down version of years ago doesn't satisfy the need now. So when Google's looking at these um, stripped-down versions, they're only getting a bite-sized chunk of what you're actually offering. So you have to, even though you think you may have a mobile presence, you may have that stripped-down version, which now would become your entire entire ranking set that Google will look at. So you'd be missing out on tens of pages, hundreds of pages potentially.
2: Yeah, it's like, hey, grade grade 10% of my site here, it, Google.
0: <laughs> quite literally that, yes. Um, so that's something that people have to be aware of is that, yes, you may have a mobile version of your website, but it is, it, is it reflective of the full experience that people are getting on your desktop site?
2: That's not what you want to be judged on if that's the case. No, 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 because
0: pe- people <laughs> will be lose finized. your ranking. Exactly. Exactly. Yes.
2: Um, so, what happens for those that have um, a separate desktop um, site versus their mobile site? What's well, Google think about that?
0: Um, so, it, that's still perfectly fine. Um, you can have two completely separate experiences, um, but you make sure that you've got them linked with the, the appropriate alternate tags. So that Google can see that relationship between this page is the mobile version of the desktop page. So you can still have that and still rank as you did before. you got to make sure you have that cor- correct linking with the alternate tags underneath and then making sure that you have everything represented on both sites. So you don't have a different experience or a different set of content or a different set of products on the mobile that you have on desktop. So you have to make sure that both sites Offer exactly the same experience, exactly the same products, exactly the same services, just in a mobile, friendly and ready way, on the mobile site, but it's linked using the alternate tags. So and
1: that's becoming far less common, right? Oh, very much so. Very much so. Because it's so much more maintenance. You're you're essentially operating to entirely different sites, and yeah, if you if you do have a good. You know, mobile-friendly design. It's going to work on both desktop and mobile. So, yeah, um, I think people definitely prefer to manage one site over <laughs> over two.
0: Yeah, I, I, Google prefers to have a responsive website, so it's just the set one website that responds differently to the viewport that's seeing the site. So, it will resize images, it will resize the text, it will move things around depending on the view size. Um, there's several different technologies that are out there. You can you can have um, adaptive sites, which you have several different size templates that would then Mm. be used but that's kind of heavy and slow because you're loading a different experience different sizes different pages so the responsive version is the, the the preferred method but it doesn't mean that you can't still succeed with one of the alternatives
2: yeah, I guess it goes back to what we've said like all along is evaluating like what our, cu- what our client's goals are mm-hmm. and then how does that translate into this experience or how does it translate into the customer journey? Like, What are the pieces and where do they fall into place when we're designing and thinking about what we want on their site?
0: Exactly. And as Aaron mentioned, we, we take it from a mobile-first perspective, design everything as a mobile device first and then resize it for a desktop afterwards. We make sure that the, the mobile-friendly, the mobile-ready – aspect of it fits the bill exactly um, and then we can move on from there once we've we've okayed the mobile site and the desktop site will come afterwards
2: yeah so you clients checking (laughs) your site um, in the design process on your desktop remember your clients are looking at it on their mobile so I think that's just like part of the process when we're um, showing and and going through the design development process we're like get out your phone (laughs) take a look, Um, of course, because, yeah, we can reverse engineer it into desktop and if we're designing with mobile first, then...
0: But thankfully, we have tools now that we can actually develop on a a desktop device. We. Yes, we. Yes. (laughs) That that we can actually develop on a desktop site, but we can actually display it and we can run it through with the client on on a desktop screen, but in the mobile format. So they don't have to...
2: We don't have, like, a shoebox (laughs) full of old (laughs) iPhones or something. Correct. But but (laughs)
1: it's a good point because... When you do see you see examples of like sites that um, get built desktop first, and that whole review process happens, and then you you go to like a responsive or down to a smaller size, and you're like, "Oh, this doesn't really make sense." Scroll, scroll, yeah, yeah, like just the way the sequence and things are happening and just the way it's laid out and it is like, "Oh, that doesn't make any sense." So um, it's definitely important to be reviewing and just like viewing your site from a mobile. Um, perspective as you evaluate it and, and think about those things, because you can just forget about mobile if you're, you know, if you work on your computer, that's probably where you're gonna yeah. uh, view, view the site and how you're gonna evaluate it, and then
0: all of a sudden you see it mobile and you're like, whoa, this, yeah, this isn't a great experience. <laughs> that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they may, it may, it's, a, it's a very valid point. Is you, you can have that design in the desktop and it looks wonderful. It's great, has the, all the, the, the user experience that you want. Um, but then when you shrink it down to um, a mobile website it doesn't pass the mobile friendly test because the um, like the images are too small or the the, the buttons or the clicks um, the the links on are just too small and cl- too close together so you're actually trying to click it and you can't actually click on that target because they're too close together you like you, fat finger it yeah, except for it's because because not you, your fingers you're trying to squeeze too much into it because mm. you didn't design it from a mobile first aspect you're trying to squeeze everything you could see on the desktop site into this small mobile format and then end up falling foul of the mobile friendly algorithm because the the touch targets are too close together or the images are too close together or they're too small or the things like that because you're just trying to squeeze everything in rather than designing it from a mobile first um, perspective so you can lay out everything as you would want to see it on the mobile device Mm -hmm. and then you can go to the desktop. And make it look pretty for a desktop device.
1: So, so Ross, I think most people know what it's you know when they see a good mobile site, what what that looks like and what that experience feels like. What is what are the technical components that go into it that like Google is looking for to say yes, this is a mobile friendly or mobile ready website.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so, some of the things I just talked about in terms of having those um, touch points, so that the buttons, links, um, images appropriately sized. When it comes to the actual coding, it's exactly the same as a desktop. It wants a quick loading, a fast loading um, website that the, the, the can be shown like quickly because it's a mobile device. You don't want to be waiting 10 minutes for it to load up. So making sure that the coding behind the scenes, the the, the, the scripts that are loading um, are loaded like asynchronously. They're loaded when they're needed. You can use the la- lazy loading for the images. So only the things that are on the screen are loaded at the time. And then as you're scrolling up, things are loading kind of like a page ahead. Um, so they're the kind of things that we, we're looking at. We, we're still trying to develop a fast loading website, just making sure that the the components of it um, actually fit the mobile-friendly like friendly algorithms, and they fit the, the screen. that They're designed for that kind of viewport, not designed for desktop, and then try to be squeezed into that different format.
2: Well, it's all kind of common sense. I mean, we've talked before about like designing for your user and then that's what pleases the algorithm. Well, all of those things make sense. Like, hey, if you can't, if you have to keep clicking something and then going back because you accidentally clicked the wrong thing, well, yeah, the touch point's being too close. Well, that's part of the algorithm, but it just makes sense to do it that way because of the user.
0: Yeah, and and that's why it's part of the the algorithm is because Mm -hmm. Google knows from years of experience that if people can't interact with the site as, as they want to, it's a bad experience. It's a bad user experience. So that would end up with the user going back to the SERPs and picking your your competitor. So making sure that you have that design in place that allows them to interact with your site and get what they they were searching for um, and getting it without having to, like, press the button like 10 times and then <laughs> click the wrong one because they're too close together or they're too small.
2: I got the opposite problem. That's why I don't have the iPhone Max because my thumb cannot like reach <laughs> out to that top left corner. So, I mean, there's just like all those things that should be thought through when we're designing. Like how is it going to be used? Is this easy to use? Yep. Like, Is it too squished? Is it too spaced?
0: Um, yeah. Yep. And, and, and also you, you've got to – Scrolling. It comes down to things like <laughs> – People are, some people are left-handed. So if you've got all of your buttons on the wrong side of the phone, <laughs> it's going to be a bad experience. So you got to try to incumper, incorporate something that actually works for everybody. Yeah. So try to have your touch points and your buttons and, and your links in a central position rather than all listed down the left-hand side or the right-hand side. Or, so just try to keep those things in mind. When it's a desktop and you've got a mouse, that's not a consideration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the fact that you're actually using a thumb or a finger makes that a very valid consideration.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: One thing
1: I've noticed um, that's a pretty common mistake is people will have like a desktop menu structure where um, the top level um, item that's visible is not actually a link. It's just a dropdown mm-hmm. and they don't correct that over on mobile. So people are like clicking that and nothing's happening because like the functionality across isn't the same. Um, so so it's just all those little things like you, you really have to consider... Um, Consider those things when you're creating a positive mobile experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially if you have a big site, then you've got all this navigation that people can't see because you obviously can't have a huge navigation on a mobile (laughs) device. It it just doesn't exist. So that's why we have the hamburger menus. You see those three little lines. And oftentimes you click on those and you you get the expandable menus then. Mm -hmm. Rather than seeing the whole menu listed across the top and then you hit that and then it drops down, it's actually hidden away so that it's there when you need it, but it's not trying to be squeezed onto the... The mobile, to mobile. Um.
2: Yeah, onto that. Yeah, the words viewed. Yeah. yeah, You can't squeeze it in. That doesn't work. So, what other pitfalls do you guys see? Like, what are some of the other major no nos and mistakes that happen on mobile?
0: Um. Yeah, it, the, the ones that we see still are desktops that were uh, websites that were designed desktop first, and then they didn't have a mobile website, so they try to squeeze that desktop experience with a similar design obviously they can't fit the same design there but it, it's just a replication of what is on the desktop in a small mobile form and it just does not work mm-hmm. because we know that they, they had that designed for a desktop device and then somebody came along and said okay we'll keep this design but we'll just turn it a little bit and tweak it here and, and then just try and squeeze it onto the screen And you can see just by the user experience that that wasn't a mobile first design check
2: your analytics it's not working exactly
0: exactly <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's um,
1: just overlooking the way like a, a page loads on mobile and like that first impression it's so different between desktop and mobile um, there's you'll see us like an example would be a site that has just like one word up in a, in a big, uh, hero area and on desktop, that looks really cool and you can see what's right below it. So you can kind of see the supporting text when the page loads. But if just one word loads on mobile, uh, you're you're almost like, okay, (laughs) what was this page? Like, what am I doing here? So, and you have to scroll down and then where's the first button down the page. It might be like multiple sections down the page where, on a desktop device, you could see it from when the page loads. So um, I just think it's really evaluating that experience and thinking about, okay, if, if I knew nothing about this site, which is always hard to do when you're familiar with the site, but if I knew nothing about the site and I was hitting this page for the first time, what would, what would I think when this page loaded and, and what would be that action I'm supposed to take? And those are the things I think I still see. And it's similar to what Ross said. It's a desktop design coming over to mobile instead
0: of the other way around. Yeah, the, the, the visual experience of a desktop site is remarkably different to a mobile site because you have all of that real estate. You can have those huge hero images. You can have multiple images. You can have multiple um, like blog cards. Hmm. You, you have so much real estate to play with, but when you've got the mobile device, you have a single track. Yeah. So you can't squeeze all of that on there and make it work. So you have to design it mobile first, understand how it's going to be laid out, understand how people are going to interact with it, understand how that's gonna feed into the rest of the site. It's it's a process. It's something that you can't just try and squeeze into it from a desktop site. You have to think of it completely differently. It's it's, it's an entirely different kind of um thought process and design process because it, it's still the same website, but the way people interact with it is like night and day different.
1: One thing I really like that that people are doing now with mobile designs is some of the The sideways scrolling. Like, so I I think people are getting smarter, like, designs are getting smarter about, okay, if I want to feature five different things, like five different blog posts, for example, or something like that within this page, you can just scroll sideways through them and it doesn't create this super bulky long um, page. And I know people are used to scrolling, so that's not like a huge deal, but just Mm -hmm. It's it's like an
2: organized way, you know, like you like scrolls like a little carousel, like for these blog articles, or if I'm not wanting to look at blog articles, I can scroll up past blog right past it really
1: quickly instead of having to go through all of them and
2: check all the blog
0: articles.
1: Yeah. So I I think there's some good things happening right now. Designs are getting more savvy and we keep evolving to make it things more mobile friendly while still providing that same benefit of all the things we want to on desktop.
0: Yeah. And and I think like you say, it's. There are a lot of things on a desktop site that we can't incorporate on a mobile version, but with like the sideways swiping, that can kind of incorporate some of those elements that we see on the desktop site, but include that in a smaller viewport. So like the swiping for the things left to right is definitely a way that you can replicate the feel of the desktop experience on a much smaller platform.
2: Yeah. That's super smart. I think, um, for me, like with COVID happening and now we're like starting to entertain eating out, um, on a patio of course. Um, but QR codes and menus. I'm like, gosh, they're like such a pain point. If you have a PDF menu, please save us like update it. Um, because yeah, like for, for me, like when you scan the QR code and you have to go to a PDF menu and I'm like trying to scroll. Yep. And I, I've honestly just started to give up. And like, tell me what you want me to eat here because I can't see your menu. Um, I'm trying to think: Are there other industries that you've seen like that COVID's greatly impacted? Whether it's, I know we just said okay, backtracking, but the um, mobile-first and mobile-ready—that's what all this is about. But have there been other industries where we're seeing maybe people are not on the go as much and they're still relying really heavily on desktop, or vice versa, that have become hyper-mobile? Like, if you're not on mobile, it's not going to work.
0: I think like the service industry, um, or the, like the the blue collar professionals, um, the things like um, like HVAC systems. Oh, like home services. Home services definitely. They, I think, you traditionally, rightly or wrongly, look at those things while you're at work or on a desktop. That tends to be when you you are doing that kind of thing. Um, whereas you're doing something that's fun, like restaurants or entertainment, you're doing that on a mobile device. Whenever, yeah, for whenever sure. Whenever you've got a moment. So I, I think that there's a definite split where it's a kind of a service area as opposed to um, an entertainment area. I think entertainment has definitely um, gone full mobile, the whole experience. Um, like you say, the QR codes, uh, I don't think they're going to go away. I think people have realized that you don't need to spend that money producing that paper um, menu, consider it, especially because it changes on a frequent basis so yeah. if they can save that money by having um a pdf or some other way to, to web put page. A web Please. page exactly <laughs> so so one of the industries that i've seen that has really taken this on board and is thriving from it is um like um breweries and and yeah. um, places like that who have welcomed um apps like untapped and, and digital poor where they have their inventory on an app we, they can just put in the QR code and it will send them directly to that menu on the app so you can see what's available right there and then without any need for having to create a, a paper menu for it. It's that right there on your phone. Um, and ones like digital pour actually tell you how much is left in the keg. Yeah, that's so, awesome. You know, I, I've got to get there and have that beer before it's Hurry gone. Hurry up. Exactly, yes. <laughs> so I, I think there's definitely areas like the, the entertainment and, and restaurant arena that probably will not go back fully into to paper menus but i think um there are definite industries that will still need that desktop presence
2: yeah i mean mobile first is still mobile first i know on our last episode we were talking with ali about if you're paying for a click you're driving them there i used the example of like hey my garage door is broken it i wasn't like i'm gonna go to my desktop and see who's (laughs) first i was doing that kind of stuff on my mobile so that probably still stands really heavy mobile for this um, home service industry, like that emergency yep. um, type.
0: And, and I think it's generational too. Oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm kind of on that cusp of old person and young person. <laughs> so I, I, I grew up with when computers came around. So I've kind of lo- grown up with them, whereas uh, like the, the younger generations have been born into them. And then my parents obviously didn't have anything electronic when they were, they were young. So they probably won't be embracing the mobiles. Yeah, they'll be still be like picking up the yellow pages <laughs> if, if it's still around.
1: I definitely say um, the way I kind of look at it, as far as industries go, is like just the more research that is necessary, the more likely someone's yeah. going to go to desktop, and the simpler um, the experience needs to be, the more they'll gravitate towards mobile. Like um, e-commerce in particular, I think is so heavy mobile now because like there's not a whole bunch of research that goes into yeah. that. You just are looking at stuff you like and if you decide to buy it you decide to buy it but um like ross said like if you were researching um like someone to renovate your home or something well, some
2: of like our b2b, B2B clients B2 are super B2 technical and b2b, B2B clients is
1: a great example i think where desktop it's probably getting closer to 50 50 or so but not like that so super heavy. strong heavy
0: mobile yeah yeah because i think i think the desktop usage hasn't dropped. I just think the mobile usage has continued to grow. So I think when we see the lines, that the desktop it maybe is a st- very steady drop, but it's still kind of flatlined. It, the desktop is still very much used. It's just that the access to mobile devices has just skyrockets over the, the last kind of 10 years or so.
2: Oh, I mean, there's plenty of times where I'm on both. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, like you're looking something up here, you have it open in some window and then you go about your day and you're like, oh yeah, I was looking at that and you pull it up on your phone too. So it's be- you go between experiences and you want to be able to pick up where you left off.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
2: Cool. Um, well, any other things you want to share about um, how we can help optimize, help our clients optimize for uh, mobile first?
0: It's not too late. It, obviously, everybody went mobile first in March, um, but it's not too late. If you don't have a mobile presence, we can help you, definitely. Um, we can get that presence, and we can get that presence done pretty quickly um, just so that you can be back on that, that same um, playing field as your competitors.
1: And to, to kind of go along with that point, um, make the commitment to it. Don't don't go half in by just trying to turn what you have into a mobile exactly, yeah. um, experience this is here to stay. This is the, the future. So um, the best way to approach this now, if you haven't already, is to kind of zoom out, look at what would matter most on mobile, and then kind of rebuild the site around that, um, including the design and the content. So um, don't don't feel stuck with what you have and trying to make it work. Maybe let, with, with where this is going and how impactful it is, it's worth it to, to take that step back and kind of reinvest and reinvent the site based yep. on
2: yeah it's a big opportunity it's yeah. again like it's kind of makes that level playing field i mean if you haven't optimized maybe your competitors haven't either and yeah if you can grab that market share then it's yours for the taking
1: absolutely yep
2: awesome well thank you so much for joining me ross and aaron it's a pleasure speaking with you guys i appreciate your expertise so thank
1: you megan thank you i've heard that is a part of the Heard at media network for more information, follow HerDat on Facebook, LinkedIn,
2: Twitter, or Instagram, or visit HerDatMarketing.com. A Herd At Media Production.